Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to our new fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a brand new small trailer. That's right, looking to share great adventures and help you with tips. Tricks. And discounts, yeah. absolutely. Well. Here we are. We promised to reveal what we bought. We did. And we're about to reveal what we bought. Yeah. And why we bought what we bought. Right. That's what this week's episode and the Hokey Pokey are it's really all about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, Aroo. So, Peggy, I'm looking at the screen here, so I won't forget. <laughs> what did we bought? We bought a Rockwood Mini Light 2205S. Yes, we did. S for Sly. <laughs> no. I don't know what the S stands for. I don't know what for. the S is for because our 1905 had an S on it too and it decidedly did not oh, have a slide. It used to say signature series, so I don't so, know. So I don't know. I don't know. Oh, but who signed it? That's Wasn't true. Josh the RV nerd? Because Wasn't I know Josh. there are some Josh Winner's <laughs> signature RVs out right. there. Right, but those so. aren't necessarily mini lights. But anyway, you know that we had a Rockwood mini light before. We have yeah. a 1905 which is out of production now. Yeah, it was and a single axle, no slide. Mm -hmm. Pretty simple trailer, yeah. but by the same token, I thought it had the nice features where it really counted. Right. If you've been following us, you know our story. We broke our 1905 yeah. and hitting yeah. a bump. And so we were shopping for something new and we, for many reasons that we're gonna talk about today, we really like the Rockwood Mini Light line. So we stuck with it and got the 2205. Yeah. By the way, if you don't know what happened with the old trailer, we had probably put 40, 45,000 miles, whatever, yeah. a lot of miles. We'd had it for five years. We used the daylights out of it. Right. I mean, we really did get our money's worth out of it. We're towing it through the desert on a road indicated at 55 miles an hour. I was going 55, 55. miles an hour. There was a dip in the road that was so deep, it kind of launched the trailer and actually bent the frame. Yeah. And the insurance considered it a total loss. However, I don't know if you know when you know when you were a little kid. If you're a little kid listening to this, don't listen to this part. <laughs> when you're a little kid and suddenly Fluffy the bunny disappears, you know he went to a farm yeah, to live out his days. Yeah, that's what your parents told you, right? They went yeah. to live on a farm. Well, Kirby, that's what we named our 1905 did go to live on a farm. We took it there ourselves. He's now living on a walnut farm with our friends Denise and Loretta. Yep. And he is a guest house. Yeah, so it actually is living on living a farm. Living on a farm. And one other thing that that I thought we would mention is even though we did it kind of forced our hand to to change trailers because we broke it, but we really were semi kind of in the market for a new trailer because... Oh, baloney. We wanted one well, bad. Well, because last year we finally got to do the traveling that we had intended to do in 2020, and we were able to spend two and three months at a time on the road, and we decided that the 1905 
just a little bit too small for spending two or three months at a time on the road. It's great, great, great for just weekends, but we really could use the extra space for sitting and for storage and, and working so, and for working. And so we knew that we were ready for something a little bit bigger, but not a lot bigger. And that is what we got. Right. Well, we do a fair amount of mooch docking, driveway camping, that sort of thing, where the total length of the tow vehicle, our Ram 1500, and the trailer actually does matter. Right. So we didn't want to go too, too big. We also do a lot of, we'll, we'll take the smallest spot in campground if they'll offer it to us. So we wanted something that was small. We also do a lot of boondocking. And right. so we wanted something that was really good for boondocking and not in the notes, but <laughs> we actually wrote notes because we both have CRS. <laughs> we can't remember stuff, honestly. Not in the notes, but this trailer has a 54-gallon freshwater tank and 30-gallon mm -hmm. gray and black tanks. So there's a 30-gallon gray, a 30-gallon black. And the old trailer had specced 42 gallons of fresh water. But the way that worked was it was 30, 36 yeah, 36-gallon of tank and 6-gallon water heater. Right. And this one, it's 54 gallons of fresh water. So in theory, 50 there's 60. 60. Yeah. So that gets us way more opportunities to be out for longer. Also, in the time since we had our, bought our 1905 and now, it's standard that many lights come with a shower miser, which is on the shower. And it's a diverter so that while you're waiting for your water to heat up, for the hot water to get to your shower head, you're not really waiting for it to heat up, <laughs> but you're waiting for that hot water to reach the shower head. You can divert the water back into the freshwater tank. So you're not just dumping all that water, that cold water into the gray tank. Yeah, it's a nifty device for saving water. Right, so, so that's another really good boondocking feature is that you know every way that you can save water when you're boondocking is another day that you can yeah, stay out. Yeah, it might be. We also liked the old mini light did not have a real nice place to just sit. Right. Right. It had a dinette and it had a couch when we bought it. <laughs> I took it out. It had a Murphy bed. It had a Murphy and bed. And so in front of the Murphy bed was a couch. Wasn't that comfortable for no. us. So it's we took it started. out. So <laughs> six years ago when we bought it, we bought it December 16th, 2016, right? Yep, yep. When we bought it, I had some issues with the couch. I looked around the internet and I couldn't find... A mini light group and I thought well I'll just start one right well we now have close to 10,000 people in that group yeah. it's crazy and there are some people shout out to you Oren and Adam and Jonathan who are masters at information yeah and helping people yes. they're just so it, uh, that's another reason for us to own a mini light is yeah. the infrastructure of support and Friendship is there as well. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. Because like how could we own, not that you own anything on Facebook, but how could we be the the administrators of a group that for a trailer we didn't even have? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. One of the things we liked about this model is what we're sitting in. Not our yeah. not our seats, but the theater seats. This, yeah. So there are theater seats. They sit directly across from a larger, to us, TV, flat screen TV, 
and Rockwood, again, Rockwood is really good at little details, at really paying attention to details. So that TV is a 12-volt TV. Right. So even if you're off the grid, you can still watch it. Yeah. You don't need an inverter. There's also a electric fireplace. D that does need power. Yeah, you do that need... does need shore power. But this is a feature that, I, you know, I've seen in various trailers. It was never something like, oh, I want a new trailer because I want a fireplace, but we sure, like it's it. nice to have. Yeah. And even though it's close to the end of May, we're in Shipshawana, Indiana, and the first couple nights were really, really warm, and we ran the <laughs> air conditioner. The last couple nights were really, really chilly, and we've been running the fireplace. It's funny. It's like we get all... We're, we're fully testing this yeah. trailer. Like, we <laughs> tested the air conditioner. We tested the heater. We tested the fireplace. Yeah. It has been windy a couple of days. It poured rain. It's been hot and sunny. It's like <laughs> we couldn't have planned it better weather-wise. Right, so that we could test everything. Yeah. <laughs> we we also like the storage on this. There is much more There's storage. There's a lot more storage. So the unit number, the model number being three digits higher, 1905 to 2205. This is about three feet longer. But in that three okay. feet, well, I think because the slide, you know, that makes a big difference in the feel of how much space yeah, there is. it feels huge in here, Todd. But we have three more feet of counter space, three feet of fireplace three feet of pantry like where did all those three feet come from <laughs> <laughs> pete and three feet that's right so there's yeah the entrance is at the back mm -hmm. there's a closet at the back that can that has shelves that are removable so you could either use it for hanging storage or as a pantry we've chosen to use it as a pantry then as you come in there's a refrigerator the standard refrigerator in rockwoods right now is a 12 volt DC compressor fridge. Again, something you can use off the grid. Which is uh, huge compared to the oh old refrigerator <laughs> that <Right>? we had. <laughs> and they chill faster. And one of the things I wondered, because obviously it's one space, right? There's the refrigerators in the same space as the bedroom. And could I hear the fridge at night make a noise? And no, I, I mean, haven't I'm heard sure. It. it hasn't woke me up no, one it, single it, time. No, it's really, really quiet. And boy, does it work well. Yeah. So that's the next storage. And then there's a pantry there that's, I don't know, a foot wide. And, I don't know, it's pretty deep, though. And really it's like deep. Almost three feet deep, maybe. Yeah, and then... And then in the kitchen, yeah. we, in our 1905, we'll just keep, you know, making this, because this is what we, you know, this is what we were looking for. We used to have two drawers, and now we have five drawers. Yeah, and two of them are pretty large. Big, big drawers, yep. Well, and then, you know, there's these little cabinets. They're kind of small, but they're good for little things. And then at the bed, at the bed end, we had closets on both sides of our bed, which was fine. Now we have the cabinets over top of the bed, which we couldn't have with a Murphy, and under the bed, you can lift up the foot of the bed and there's a big open kind of hope chest down there. <laughs> but one cool thing that Rockwood wait, does that we haven't more. seen in a lot of other models is across the very bottom of the bed, under that hope chest, is three drawers. Yeah, those are really handy. I, I really handy. like that. There's a lot of attention to using every... Oh, and then under the fireplace. Under the fireplace, there's space. another little cabinet, yeah. So lots of storage. It's really worked out. In fact... Peggy hasn't filled it all yet. I haven't. There's still a couple empty spaces that I'm working on. <laughs> yeah. 
And then we had talked about the kitchen. Another thing that Rockwood does, they use the larger oven. So there's really about two sizes of RV ovens that most travel trailers at least have. There's a 16-inch worthless oven and a 22-inch usable awesome oven. oven. The difference really is the 16-inch oven is pretty much good for pizza and cookies. We're talking about height. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Height the height of, of the, the cavity of the oven. The widths are all the same. Correct. But some ovens are just very, very not tall, and all you can put in there is one, like, cookie sheet. The oven that we have and that we like, we prefer, one of the reasons that we chose a mini light again is that that 22 inches is tall enough to put a whole casserole, a Dutch oven. I don't know why that word never sticks to my head. Anyway, but it's tall enough to put those kinds of things in. So you, you aren't only limited to a flat food. Those 16 inch ovens, in my opinion, you might as well just not get an oven because it's pretty worthless. The 22 inch oven is a real oven. Now, another upgrade that we've noticed they've made since the past is this oven you don't have to light the pilot, the with, pilot. A, with a match or whatever. So yeah. I have made a video. It's been a while, but I made a video about sitting on the floor so that I could see where the pilot gets lit in the very bottom of the oven. You know, I always say stand on your head, but really I would sit on the floor and you don't have to do that now. It's got the clicky click starter which we had before for the stove burners but now that also lights the pilot yeah and so that has a big advantage well interestingly it's a magic chef oven which we have in the aristocrat yeah yeah the same brand and this one also has cast grates at the top it's it's just a, a nice piece mm -hmm. you know it's it is. clearly not the cheapest thing out there and as much as we use it it's good and also this has the double bowl sink. Yeah, it's a big sink. Yeah. It's really, again, in, by comparison, four or five times as much sink as they are used to well, be in our Well, and this one's kitchen. now stainless steel. The old one mm -hmm. was plastic. And I think because the sink is undermounted, the covers, the plastic covers that come to cover the sink actually fit in there very, very stably. And so when you put those covers on the sink, it's actually countertop space. In our old one, if you pushed on that at all, it wasn't stable enough to that I ever really felt like it could be a cutting board or anything. Right. And so this is like, we have feet of counter space. It's so <laughs> well, crazy. And, and then as if that weren't enough, there's a flip up yeah. counter extension. Little so, counter extension. And it's made out of a solid composite, Yeah. but it's a nice material that and there's no gaps, there's not those gaps, yeah. that, you know, for the trim and everything. So something we, we've we never done in the camper, but because we're in the middle of a relocation at the same time that we are doing this. <laughs> we're presently living in this We camper. are, we really are. As I was packing the house and the camper at the same time, at the last minute, instead of putting the coffee pot in storage, the actual big... Yeah, the electric coffee maker. maker. I threw it in the camping gear. And so we have full-on, full-size coffee pot sitting on the counter all the time. It's not, it, it's taking up space, but we have plenty of space, and so that's okay. And it's so funny to me that we're, like, brewing full pots of coffee in the camper. It's just such a different thing for us. We, as you probably know, have always made our coffee with Aeropresses, and we you know, love the just AeroPress. boil the water and use the AeroPress so that doesn't take up any counter space except when you're using it. And so this is just a 
Just a funny, I don't think it'll be a permanent situation. Oh, Once we have no. a house, we'll put that electric coffee maker in the house yeah. and we'll go back to the AeroPress. But for now, why not take advantage of it being here? Except Other, when we're boondocking, right. of course. Yeah. <laughs> Other things we really like about the, this brand, the cabinet quality. I mean, the old trailer, even after the frame incident, the cabinets were perfect. They yeah. all opened and closed fine. Yeah. Rockwood's cabinet shop is really good, and they use a hardwood cabinet. They're hidden hinges on almost all the cabinets. They're a really nice cabinet. The beds and all the other structural items, dinettes, bed structures, they're all a welded aluminum build underneath. They're very strong and stable. And, and light, yeah. And, and still, yeah, still yeah. very light. Because that's... Something that people, I, I don't know, people that are new to RVing tend to kind of complain that like this is built too weak and this is built too light, but then if they're made heavier, then you can't tow them with your truck. <laughs> and so there's a point at which you have to make your compromises. Do you want strong and sturdy or do you want something you can actually tow? <laughs> right. And I didn't mean that to be that they're not sturdy. They're light and sturdy. They're not Yeah, the aluminum heavy adds, and sturdy. is strong and light. If you're buying a new RV, open the dinette cushions or look inside under the bed, things like that. A lot of them are OSB, which is a cheap like the cheapest wood and the structure is really thin wood and it's not very strong. Uh, the framed aluminum is just better. Now, what's not framed are the windows. They're frameless windows. And the way they work is they're a solid piece of glass that shuts over a seal and protects that seal. So it's a tinted piece of glass that shuts over the seal. And that's just less maintenance over time. Yeah. We had zero issues with those frameless windows. Inside, you've got these roller shades. These are great. Oh, they're so thick and they're so nice. So these roller shades we really like. But a lot of people who have frameless windows say, well, you can't get that much air through them. Well, Rockwood puts in a high-performance vent fan. Right. And there's always one standard in all of these. And we have the option of getting a second one, and we did. The standard one comes always in the bathroom. Right. And then there's always a vent over the bed, and we opted for putting a second fan in the vent space over the bed. So there's as much airflow as you can get with <laughs> the windows that do, you know, the way that the windows open and then the vents, there's not a problem with airflow. Not at all. And they're big fans. They work on 12 volt. And then I talked about 12 volt more than once. The standard Rockwood now comes with a 190 watt solar panel on the roof, the standard mini light then you can get a second 190 watt panel. So we got the most solar that we can get, and we are gonna do an episode in the future about all of that mm -hmm. stuff. So stay tuned because that's all we're gonna say at the that's moment. That's gonna be its own topic. It will or, be its or own two. topic. <laughs> but suffice to say we have solar and batteries right. on here. And while you and where are where is that solar it's up on the roof up on and the roof another, which is walkable right this the roofs on rockwoods are also aluminum framed and they're laminated so a lot of rvs are built with trust roofing it's a wood structure 
These are, again, an aluminum structure that's laminated. It's basically glued structure, and it's light and strong. It's good for, I don't remember what they said the weight capacity of the roof is for walking, but they're walkable roofs. It's three-something. I think it was still above our limit, but it was three-something, three-ten yeah. three or twenty yeah. or something. And they come with a ladder. Now, we mentioned frameless windows, but another advantage of, well... Of Rockwood mini lights, I guess, and it relates to windows, is the double Asdell wall construction because oh. you've got an outside that's very, very flat, right? Like some of them are that corrugated, and those are typically, or always, I don't know, this is, I got into Tony territory <laughs> yeah, here. They're framed with wood, and then they have that kind of corrugated metal on the outside. And if you really look at those then there's a lot of more places that need to be sealed like around windows and stuff and in the mini light because of the double asdell wall construction because it's a flat fiberglass outside there's way less worry about filling in all those weird little gaps well, asdell essentially is shredded soda bottles it's a plastic material it's man-made rockwood trailers are what they call laminated so the walls are a sandwich of first there's the outer layer of fiberglass then an asdell layer then either an aluminum frame or insulation then another asdell layer then the inner wall rockwood also laminates their own walls in their own factory and they use a vacuum lamination process and so it puts a tremendous amount of even pressure over the whole wall to glue it together other advantages of asdell are that it is more sound absorbing and i hope that's working because, because they're mowing, mowing the lawn now a here. gigantic lawn as soon as we started videoing but that's the way it is on the road <laughs> right it's better than last week where we were recording in the truck right i'm sure it sounds better than that so it's more sound deadening and it's waterproof it's plastic right so even if water got in there it's not going to rot away like yeah. it would if it was a wood frame yeah the luon that typically is used in laminated trailers if water gets in it just disintegrates that luon so it's a double asdell wall and that's also a good thing now tony you talk a lot about axles all the time yeah so these rockwoods have a dexter torsion axle and the way that works is it's it's really interesting there's a metal structure that they put in and there's these rubber like suspension components that are literally frozen so they shrink they put the whole thing together bring it up to room temperature and so each wheel on these trailers acts is like its own independent suspension more or less and that's how most cars are built right cars now have fully independent suspensions a lot of trailers in fact you know, we've shopped a lot of different trails. There were a lot of options that were open to us when we were doing this. And a lot of trailers use leaf spring suspensions, which they've been using for two evers, right? They're fine, but they just don't ride very well. And so your stuff is just getting the heck More jostled bounced. out of it. Yeah. These trailers tow really well and really tow true because of these torsion axle suspensions. And it's just, in my opinion, it is a far superior suspension system. And then Rockwood puts Goodyear Endurance tires on and fills them with nitrogen and puts a automotive type 
tire pressure monitoring system. So right. the suspension, the wheels, the tires are all, in my opinion, top notch. So is it a smooth enough drive that I could be Lucy and make dinner for you no. while you're driving down the road? No. <laughs> nobody, nobody should be riding in a trailer. Even if that was legal. No. Right. <laughs> Actually, it's legal in a fifth wheel in a lot in of a states. In a fifth wheel, sure. As long as there's communication between the yeah. driver and the trailer. That would just be weird. That would be weird. So. I mean, I've ridden just across a parking lot in the back. No, we rode in a parade. Well, we did ride in a parade, but also on occasion when I oh, can't yeah. wait for Tony to get to the gas station, I'll hop into the camper as he drives, you know, from the entrance to the actual pumps. That's how far we go. And so I'll ride in the back and even going that slow, that short of a distance, I can feel that it would not be a comfortable no. ride. So that's going to bring us out of order to the step. That is. You are not going to be able to, to do that steps. anymore. I will not be able to do that for a couple of reasons. One is it takes too long to get the steps out. So what we have, <laughs> there's a lot of people who we worked with on this trailer and some of those include Moride and Lippert and a few others to some of the things we have are prototypes. Right. We'll show you some of those things. And among those things, we want to thank Moride for a new step handle. Now and you're also, really getting out of order. <laughs> yeah, I know. Since you mentioned that, I thought it, it made sense there. So these are the solid steps that basically they're hinged at the door. They come down and then you adjust the feet on the ground to make them, you know, they touch the ground so they're very, very solid. That is the advantage of them. The disadvantage is that there's no more just popping into the trailer without engaging the steps, which I used to be able to do. I'd just hop up yeah, in. Yeah, she wouldn't deploy the steps at all. I wouldn't deploy all. the steps and the handle that you use to get in would also flip all the way backwards. So I'd just open it and flip it backwards so it wasn't sticking out, pop myself in and close the door. Well, now that's impossible, right? With the more ride steps, you can't even get through the door until you engage them. You have to engage them and then you have to put those adjusters down. You can't just hop onto the steps until they're stabilized onto the ground. Now they do have a new mechanism that makes that faster and yeah, easier. Yeah, so the new way to deploy the feet is really easy. And I remember when I worked at the dealership, we would open the steps every day on all the RVs we had in stock and sometimes they would move them and it was a good amount of time to adjust them. These you just pull them and they lock in place. Right. So they have But you have to do that because right. otherwise those more ride steps are dangling and if you step on those it's really not good for them. Yeah, it could so damage. I don't know if you've ever had to go potty really, really bad, but taking the amount of time it takes to get through this door now is not gonna be practical. We're gonna have to stop sooner for me in yeah, the future. that's okay. We'll just plan ahead. <laughs> so um, whoever designed more ride steps, I just have to say, you just wait till your bladder's full. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they're everywhere. I mean, it's not just more ride oh, who not, makes them. Right. It's not just more ride and it's not just Rockwood. It's pretty universal now and I'm just not a huge fan. Yeah. However, they have made big improvements to the landing mechanism. More ride also gave us a prototype handrail it is it's so it's cool so cool it kind of pulls out from the side it's attached to the side by magnet pulls out extends it's a huge improvement somebody was really thinking now the one thing though that i realize it doesn't do because the old handles when we folded our handle in the past we always folded it over the door and that just felt like 
one more way to make sure the door never flopped open. However, you can also rest assured that nobody's going to fold the handle <laughs> lock you in the camper. and lock you in the camper. <laughs> That's a so true see, everything statement. is a push and a pull in the RV industry. That's true. Push and a pull. So I can't lock Peggy in the trailer anymore. Well, I can't. Yeah. I, well, you could because you could put the more ride steps in and then lock the door and then I wouldn't be able to get out. I'm sure there's a way. I'm sure you could figure out a way. So anyway. another thing about those more ride steps, another kind of disadvantage in my opinion, is when we stealth camp, we also would never put the stairs up. That's or true. Or the stairs out, sorry. Right. We would pull ourselves into the camper without engaging the steps. And now, even if we're stealth camping, and even though we are able to use this trailer fully functioning, you know, we're able to do everything we need to do to spend the night somewhere with the slide in. Yep. So it doesn't, uh, that was quote a, unquote, that it doesn't was a look like, yeah, it doesn't look like we're camping. Those steps are going to be out if we're in here. There's no getting around that. Although a trailer hooked to a truck. Well, I mean, yeah, in the middle of a big parking lot is pretty obvious yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we had talked about other things we liked. The Rockwoods for years, including even our old trailer, had a friction hinge. Yeah. And hinge has a, a certain amount of friction, so in theory it doesn't blow shut. And I think it was good for like 30 mile an hour wind. Something I don't know. Like that. Something like so, that. So, yeah, we I really liked it. I uh, It's weird to me when i go in someone else's camper that doesn't have a friction hinge because <laughs> that friction hinge is it kind of makes everything really tight so you pull the door open and i'll get in someone else's trailer and i'll pull the door and it feels like i'm gonna pull it off because it's just a hinge <laughs> yeah but rockwood really listens too there are some people who said we want a catch on the door even though there's a friction hinge right. they put one right so there's a so. latch so you can latch the door all the way open a cool new thing to new to us is that when you separate the screen from the door and you just oh, yeah. you want the door left open but you want the screen if you unlatch the screen from the open door the screen closes yeah it's itself. a lippert slingshot it's pretty cool yeah that's a good thinking on that one lippert that's a yeah. that's a neat that is a good feature and i really like that this also has a shade over the window in right, the door right so our old trailer we put one we, we even did a little did we do a video we did a or video, article I think about yeah. installing the thin shade this just came with it right although we might flip it upside down because i i but like it's... that we put in ours in upside down before and that way you could kind of open it <laughs> you could from kill the top roy. you could kill roy out the window out the door and yeah. let a little bit of light in from the top without you know it's way up at the top of the door so no one could see in and this one i need to either close it the rest of the way or <laughs> i see a little gap at the bottom oh well there we but go. anyway the door That's, is great. Yeah, the door is <laughs> terrific. It's an open and shut case. Oh, boy. <laughs> and there's a ducted air system, which is not that typical in a trailer of this size. The air is ducted, so it blows throughout the, the trailer. We like that. And the air conditioner, we can easily talk over. Yeah, so again, in the smaller unit or the older unit or both, was not a ducted air conditioner because there wasn't really enough room for ducts, probably. It was pretty short. So it is significantly quieter now, and it's kind of nice because there's vents all through the yeah, ceiling. Yeah, even and in so, the bathroom. Yeah, even in the bathroom. There's so even one in the bathroom. No matter where you go in the camper, if you needed to just stand right under a cold vent, you can. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Absolutely. And again, that's part of how that laminated roof is built. It, the ducts are built right into it. And the um, furnace ducts, oh, one yeah. of the things that we've always preferred is to have those ducts 
in the wall of a cabinet rather than on the floor yeah. so that you're not worried about stepping on them. Well, not only that, but all summer long as you're using your RV, yeah. when they're cut into the floor, you're kicking dirt into it. There's yeah. just, I mean, you can put a magnet over it. That That is an option. But you're just kicking stuff. And if, if you have pets, they're putting pet dander down those right. vents all summer long. So then and as then, soon as you turn the heater on, it blows like, all that stuff back up into the room. How about this smell? <laughs> the Rockwoods have the, the furnace ducts in the cabinets up above the floor. I just think that's better. Yeah. Now, I kind of wish there was a duct in the bathroom. Like yeah, there but used there's, to be. Right. But there's a duct that if you leave the bathroom door open, blows right into the bathroom. You don't have to leave the door all the way open. Well, not all just... the way open, but partway open. And the, the duct that's in that part of the trailer will blow into the bathroom. But I did notice if we don't think to open the door, it stays pretty chilly in there. Okay. I hadn't noticed that Which is that fine yet. until shower time. Yeah. <laughs> then I like the room to be warm. Another thing, these are all what they call key to like. So one key operates all the locks. We only have one key for the trailer, period, end of story. Well, we have, well, two, we have two. two keys, but they're the same <laughs> they're key. They're the same key. So it opens uh, the door, it opens the cabinets, it opens the shower, the yep. outside shower. And so we don't have to fumble around and figure out which key or where's a 751. <laughs> yeah. So while we were shopping, we had a list and there were some, and, and if you're shopping for a new RV, I strongly encourage you to make a list because you're gonna have things that are absolute deal breakers, like that small oven. In our case, we like to use the oven. Certain build quality features, I really like these suspensions and tires. And then some preferences, right? And our one of our stronger preferences was a no slide travel trailer. Yeah, it was. We looked at a few models, the Lance 2075, there was a Coachman. There were a few travel trailers we looked at that did check that box, but there were so many other boxes that, that they didn't, didn't check. check. Yeah. And I love that Lance 2075 a oh, lot. Oh, you do. You talk about that a lot. But it's a really small kitchen. And so anyway, we got a unit with a slide. So the good thing is... The ladies, good thing is our friends who know we didn't want one can make fun of us because we have one. Like that's <laughs> like they need to find a reason, right? But there's different ways of doing a slide room. So there are Schwintech slides, which you see the little gear tracks at the top and bottom of the slide room. And there's little motors that spin that open the slide. There are through the frame slides that are rack and pinion, and those are pretty durable. And there's a number of them. There's cable slides, which do require adjustment now and then because the cables stretch. There's hydraulic rams that that's usually big motorhomes and fifth wheels. And then there's a rack and pinion slide. And the rack and pinion slide is a good slide mechanism. It's actually built into the chassis by Lippert in this case. Lippert made the chassis for this trailer and it's a good slide mechanism. So if we had to have a slide, I'm very pleased that this one has the rack and pinion slide. I am very pleased that it has theater seating. Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean, I know, I know everyone goes, oh, but you get so much more room and And I know, and we have it, we and like we, it. And of course, anytime that we're stationary, you know, for a day or two or whatever, whenever there's room, of course we're going to use it, but it's that stealthy, it's that mooch docking that we tend to do in families' driveways who have a tree right next to where the camper goes. Or Hi, Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> That's or my other sister. Things where other times when we 
just really don't have the room to extend that way. But as we said, that was one of the deciding factors is we can use this unit without putting the slide out. Yep. And that was very, very important. If we had to have a slide, we had to be able to access the bed, the refrigerator and the toilet yeah at the very minimum and, and, and we the can. whole entire kitchen is accessible the only thing you know we just can't sit in the chairs but right. usually if we're in those situations we're either going inside to visit the family or we're sleeping in a parking lot and all we're doing is sleeping and leaving anyway so true so that was oh so, yeah we yeah. don't hate the slide you guys yeah i know <laughs> yeah we actually dig it so there you go but again it's picking the best circumstance right. also we were not looking for a unit that had a windshield i think windshields in travel trailers are a little silly in units that don't have the kitchen or a dinette in the front right um, if you were sitting there or standing there washing dishes and looking out the windshield it would be a different situation but ours has the bed under the windshield and if there's one place i don't want a window it's in the bedroom because <laughs> i want it to be dark i want to be able to yep. sleep on the plus side again picking your battles as it were the windshield in these is a double glazed automotive grade windshield and when i was doing warranties that's when they started to have these the windshields and i think i replaced one of them oh good and in that group of ten thousand people yeah, a few people have cracked windshields. Right. You call SafeLight or whoever replaces windshields locally and they can handle it and it's an insurance claim. But for the most part, there's a lot of people going, oh my gosh, but not a lot of actual experience with broken windshields. Right. So, and I have to admit, it's open right now. Yeah, we have a nice now. view and we can see the horse and buggy clip-clopping by yeah, because we're in Indiana. We're in Indiana. In we're Amish in, country. In Amish country. So again eating our words yeah right? again these things were just things we wouldn't have chosen or we wouldn't have designed in our own prioritized. design or prioritized we don't hate them we just would have been fine without them yeah another thing my hat is off to you folks at moride oh yeah you know typically travel trailers have either power stabilizers so the stabilizers in a travel trailer are for stabilizing they're not for leveling they're not right? for leveling trailers are easy to level you back in you level side to side then you use the tongue jack to level front to back it's a really easy process but stabilization there's a lot of people who have the scissor jacks is what they're called which you know they they come down and then the trailers are still a little bit wiggly well this is a prototype stabilizer jack from moride and we have been in some winds that have been, I was really surprised at how windy it was and how very, very stable this trailer remained. Yeah, for sure. Essentially, it's the scissor jack, but with cross bracing, an X brace that goes between them. So once you lower your stabilizer jacks, you then tighten up this cross bracing. It's a second adjustment. And oh my so gosh. So essentially it goes from like, from the passenger side top to the driver's side bottom right. and vice versa. So it makes an X across the trailer from one jack to the other. Yeah, it works. If you're listening and you're from Moride, kudos. Good job. If you have the option of getting these on your next travel trailer, don't hesitate. Do not hesitate. <laughs> now, I can remember that I've seen a lot of people who have made their own 
yeah, sort of mechanisms to hold, like to kind of pull those two jacks together to make them more stable. So kudos again to Moride who's doing that. Yeah. And I think it's not the first. It's not the first of this type of mechanism. I've never, even when we were at Rockwood, everyone's like, what the heck is that? I think well, it is. it's not the beginning of this concept. Okay. But it's integrated in and you don't have to go out and build your own with two by fours and toe straps and yeah, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, it's just built right in and <laughs> it works great. Also on the subject of stable, as I said, it's a Lippert frame and Lippert recently upgraded the coating on the frames to be more rust inhibiting and just more durable. We actually have a tour of a Lippert factory and we're already impressed with how they do things. And it's clear that they have done a much better job even than they had been doing on rust prevention and coating of these frames. So kudos to Lippert. Yeah. So maybe one more thing that we can say that we wouldn't that we wouldn't have designed into, you know, if we were designing from the floor up is a corner bathroom. And it's very, very common because, you know, you need to use all your space as well as you can. And in our 1905, our bathroom went all the way across the back of the trailer. And so it was really roomy. Yes. For a little trailer, too. That is not so much the case in this one. We're doing fine. I don't know <laughs> if you've noticed, but I displace a lot of water in the pool. And we displace a lot of air in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. As Matt Foxcroft would say, yeah. it's not quite a prime pooping position. Right. But it's still, but it's, it's okay. Yeah. I've had no problem and I'm, sorry, filled the black tank. So, and taken... I don't know how many showers, however many days we've however been. However many days yeah. we've been here. The and shower is fine. I'm fine with it. It's Oh, Tony stepped on the plug oh, yeah. on the first day, and I had to go in and unplug it because he couldn't reach the plug. Yeah, I couldn't bend over and reach the plug in the, <laughs> the shower. The next day, but... I stepped on the plug, and I could barely reach the plug. But <laughs> it's not huge. Again, like in the old trailer with the bigger bathroom, it had the bathtub-style shower, and yeah. this is more of a stall shower which is it's fine we're working yeah, it out it works yeah. out in summary i guess rockwood does give you a lot of choices there are actually two exterior color choices we chose the lighter one just because we are not as good at keeping vehicles clean and it'll look cleaner i think oh. though i think their tan and black is pretty darn sexy yeah yeah there are also a few interior color choices we went with the sort of darker wood and lighter flooring but you can kind of choose a few things i like that it still looks like wood because it really is wood. Right. Rockwood is actually using real wood. Right. There is sticker wrap board in places, obviously. It's still an RV. But the cabinets and the doors and all of that are actual real wood. And they look like it. And yeah. they're not black with gold handles, which I think is absolutely hideous. <laughs> there I said it. Again, just an opinion. Yeah, right. I mean, it's we talked to somebody and they love the black right. cabinets yeah. with gold handles. Yeah. So it's like taste, right? Do you like cilantro or not like cilantro? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love cilantro. cilantro. So there we go. Rockwood 2205S with the most solar we could get on it. And now the story is out. Everyone yeah. has been bugging us for Boy, have pictures we... and telling you what we got. Here it is. We yeah. have finally revealed it. And Just... we hope that you're pleased with our decision. <laughs> no, actually, well, 
That doesn't sound polite. We don't care if you're pleased with the wow. decision. It well, was our I've decision never... to make. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no right there's or no wrong There's no right answer, or wrong, right? exactly. It's how you camp your style. Yeah. I mean, today we visited a teardrop trailer manufacturer. Yeah. They're selling the daylights out of them right. because there's no wrong that is answer not except something we would not choose. go in RV. That is the wrong answer. Hey, let's take a little break. All right. All we'll right. be right back after this. So... I just wanted to very briefly remind folks that we have been working on our website quite a bit and we're trying to make it easier to find sections and share them with your friends and even people you don't like. So there are some new tiles at the bottom that take you directly to sections of the site. We've always had one for our discounts and deals. We've always had one for the RV event calendar, which is very popular. But now you can find things for like beginners or towing or camp recipes, that sort of thing. So we've made it easier to navigate the website, whether you're on a smartphone or an actual computer or whatever it is. So hopefully that helps you and again, thank you very much. We always strive to serve you as best as we can, asbestos we can. <laughs> and that's the latest and greatest from that. Hey, Peggy, we went somewhere cool. We did go somewhere cool. Well, I mean, we're, we are somewhere cool. We're in yeah, right Shipshawana, Shipshawana, Indiana, which is just fun to say. You're right. <laughs> but it's also an adorable little town, and we are not done exploring it. But a couple of days ago, we booked and went on the buggy lane tour. Yep. And we went on a farm tour in an Amish buggy. Yeah, towed, that was... Towed by a horse. Yes, Stormy. Indeed. Stormy. <laughs> was a great, great tour. We met a great other guests that were on the tour. We're Some of them are repeat tours. Yeah, people tourists. go on these tours more than once. We did not, unfortunately. I wish we had, but we did not opt to stay for dinner after. Yeah, so we that may have was to go back option. before we leave Shipshawana. Yeah, it's dinner at an Amish family house. Right. And so we did go on the tour, though. They give you a little buggy ride, and then they take you to a working dairy farm, which was so fascinating. Yeah, it really was. They explain a lot of the history of the Amish farming practices and Amish traditions. And one of the things that I learned was that each... Kind like, of district. Jur they call yeah, them the district, church. They right. call them the church, but it's like a district. Of the church sets a lot of the, their own rules. So, of course, many people are familiar with the Amish horse and buggies, the black buggies, and the fact that they wear very similar clothes so as not to, you know, one's better than the other, that type of thing. And the buggies are an aspect of what they approve or disapprove at the local section of the church. So some of the Amish drive cars and trucks like the rest of us. Some do horse and buggies. We've seen Amish people on e-bikes. On e-bikes. <laughs> and, so, and so the farming practices, a lot of the farms are still run with horsepower, you know, the plows are yeah, towed, quite literally. towed by horses. And then some of the churches or some of the districts allow mechanisms. So there are some farms in parts of Indiana that or parts of Amish country that have tractors yep. and not and all this... do. And so we were curious as to, you know, is it a decision by a family? But no, it's a decision by a district or by a church 
church district. So. Yep. And so this was a dairy farm, and it's a fully modern operation with tractors. So they this district did permit modern farming and equipment and such. And so we got to see them milk cows. Yes. We got to taste milk straight out of a cow. cow. We got yep. to milk the cow manually, not with the machine. Yeah, we didn't mess with the machines. We saw newborn cows, calves. We saw how they grow heirloom wheat. And then they, they buy the seeds for the corn, but they grow everything. The farm is its own ecosystem, so it feeds the their, cows. They have their straw, their hay. Yep. They grow the corn. The straw, actually, what I one thing I learned, because I always wondered, like, why is there straw and hay? Because if you put it in a bale, to me, it just all looks the same thing. Straw is for bedding. And that's what they, you know, lay down so that the animals have a place to lay down. And then the hay is for eating. Yeah. So there you go. See? And then the wheat, something. of course, is for flour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we saw a number of antique farm pieces. There was an old, oh, it, it take, separated the wheat from the chaff. Mm -hmm. And there was also a corn cobber, as it were, yeah. pulled the cobs. But they use modern equipment now for all of that. But he did demonstrate. It yeah, neat, it was pretty cool. It was cool. a really neat tour, really neat demonstration in the hayloft and the mechanisms and the babies. We got to feed baby cows and I fed a horse. We both fed a yeah, horse. Yeah, I fed a yeah. yeah. One of the interesting things, they have a cat that's colored like a cow. cow. I'm not sure how they were able to pull that one off, oh, but no. they did. So the dairies here in Shipshawana and I believe Indiana, they have fully modern standards that they adhere to oh, with yes. testing and yes. science and all of those things. We did get to taste a wee bit of the milk. We did. Like fresh out of the cow, basically. Oh, Well, it's... both. So we actually... Yeah, they squirted it in their mouths. We squirted milk out of the cow into our mouths. And yep. then, at near nearer the end of the tour, the milk that had been chilled and ready for shipping, we got a little cup of milk again. And so, it's so, so good. good. And then so today good. we happened to be out and stopped for a Ben's soft pretzel and they had bottles of milk and we got the milk it was so, so delicious. And then we went and did a little bit of grocery shopping and we found the same brand of milk. It is not pasteurized. It's pasteurized, but not homogenized. I don't know what the- It's not homogenized for sure. So the cream, is at the top. And so before you drink this milk, you have to shake the bottle because all the yeah. cream has risen to the top. So, 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 so delicious. Yeah, it's all natural shake well. My gosh, if you have a chance to drink this, if you like milk, obviously, if you're lactose intolerant, don't yeah, buy this. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so delicious. And so it's, it's all from Northern Indiana dairies. Now, what, another thing that we learned is this milk isn't from one dairy. This milk Correct, is a, yeah. a, a homogenation. <laughs> but it's not, <laughs> of homogenized. not homogenized milk from many dairies. And, and our tour guide, John, explained that when the truck comes to pick up the milk, they test it and sample it, and then they put it in the tanker, and then they go to the next dairy and they do the same thing. So by the time that tanker's full, it may have three or four dairies of milk in there. And if they find at the end that there's contamination, then they go and do more testing and find out who contaminated it. And that yeah. dairy has to pay for the whole lot. Yeah, that's so, not a good So thing. anyway, this is not from one particular dairy, but it is at least from the local dairies right. that and we it's, know. Oh. So delicious. All right. Lastly, this has been a long episode, but <laughs> we always ask a question of the week. 
And this week it was something you do camping that you never take time to do at home. And boy, oh boy, was that a pub. We, we a asked that on our Fun and Friendly Facebook group, by the we way. We got a great number of responses. And I'll say a lot of them were the same. I relax. I hike. I relax. <laughs> I hike. I read. I sit. I relax. I read. Relax. I think the first person that said it, I know that Joe Castile said, I sit. And that's something that no, I know Joe. And we Joe, know Joe doesn't, he, Joe's like me. I can't just sit still for very long. I can sit still and read, but I can't just sit still. I got to get up and do something and move around and do things. Jack looks for Bigfoot and cleans his tackle box. <laughs> Pam watches the moon travel from east to west. Errol builds a fire. Mike said he never has time to go skinny dipping at home. So I'm just inferring that he does that when he camps, but he just said he never has time at home. And that's the question we, we asked. What do yeah. you do that you don't have time to do at home? We don't skinny dip. We chunky, <laughs> we chunky dunk. dunk. Yeah, hike, kayak, fish, relax, hike, sit, read, paint, videos. Danae colors, and she has a tip for you. Use sharp colored pencils. Your Uncle Don is quite the... My Uncle Don is quite the paint by number -er. yeah my sister fishes my brother relaxes quite a few people said cook and some people said it's sad that i have to say that i don't have time to do that at home but there's the truth of it what do you eat <laughs> well cook real food as jill oh, said <laughs> I see. crossword puzzles so great great responses thank you all for chiming in there and giving us your responses and letting us know what you like to do and Relax, apparently, is the the gist of the answer. Stressless camping. <laughs> That's right. Become more stressless. So what is our question for the week? So this week, we would like to know, what is something that you have learned because of your travels? You know, yeah, we learned about Amish culture. And what have you learned that you wouldn't have known if you weren't out there stressless camping? That's right. Yeah, it was fascinating learning from the Amish more about their ways and culture and you know travel is a great way to expand your knowledge base yeah. and experiences so thank you to John and Buggy Lane Tours for that right. that was awesome so of course as you know you can go to our fun and friendly stressless camping podcast Facebook group That's so many words and you yep. can answer and read the questions of the week there. You can ask your own questions. We've oh, had yeah. people ask questions and get answers. And also something that you can do is go to our website and sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's absolutely free. It's absolutely free. We send it out once a week. We have links to stories and videos and podcasts that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. Yep. Just visit the website and at the bottom of every page is the sign up form. And we never share your information with anybody. And while you're at our website, don't forget our discounts and deals for the best deals on things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure. And if you know of a great deal that we should share with the rest of the listeners, please let us know and we will get that going. Absolutely. Of course, we're in all the social places, but you can find us at stresslesscamping.com. From there, you can jump off to any of the places we are. You'll also find the show notes for this episode, episode 152, and that's there as well. 
That's right. And so if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free. It's also free. Just subscribe on any podcast catcher. We are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire and our real fireplace. Well, yeah, real electric <laughs> fireplace. And of course, a review will help others find this podcast. And of course, the more people that we have in our little campfire family, the better deals and discounts and guests that we can get. And That's so, right. if you haven't left a review yet, Please. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, with that, now that the suspense is over, you know what we're camping in. We hope you keep listening after this. <laughs> <laughs> and most of all, happy, happy camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping.